Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, the ordinary. Some would even say, maybe the boring. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will, in fact, listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And we are really enjoying the ratings and the comments we're getting on iTunes. So please, if you're a fan, rate us. Tell us what you think on iTunes or just send us an email. You can also tweet us at Listen and Sleep. Wow, I think I went through everything you could do. But I want to welcome our guest, Connie Yanello, to the Insomnia Project. Connie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Connie and I were just enjoying some drinks on our patio and Nitty's like, let's record a podcast. And I said, for for sure. And I had just made you a muddled drink. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the drink you're having, Connie. I'm having a Hendrix gin Mm -hmm. with a smashed or spanked, um, what is that there, um, mint. Yes. And... uh, muddled cucumber that's right and we were talking and it's perfect oh i'm glad you're enjoying perfect. it there's a little bit of soda in that actually oh there is okay. and um for those of us or for those who are listening who aren't sure what muddled is it's where you take a it kind of looks like a a little bat a wooden a wooden stick you could use actually the um end of a what do you call those things that you stir cake mix with spatula like a spatula you know how they're kind of bulbous at the end mm-hmm. you take that and you sort of mash whatever you're going to muddle in this case i muddled cucumber but for example if you're making are you familiar with mojitos yes if you um are making a mojito you would muddle the lime and the uh mint that goes in that mm-hmm and it's delicious. I had a lot of mojitos in Cuba. Oh, so you've been to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what makes Cuba unique. Well, that was my... I've only been once. Okay. Have you been to Cuba? I haven't, but I really want to go, and I'll tell you why. What's interesting about Cuba and us being Canadians is that Canadians could travel to Cuba, whereas Americans couldn't. Now, that's currently changing as they're opening opening up travel to Cuba. But for the longest time, Canadians would travel to Cuba and come back. Mm-hmm. When you go on vacation, what's the first thing you do? I hit the beach. 
Really? Well, if it's a, a beach, an island, mm -hmm. I hit the beach. Well, yeah, hit the beach and make a drink and I hit the beach. And that's pretty much what I do. That's the first thing that I do after uh, getting into the hotel. Sure. Yeah, I hit the beach. When you say hit the beach, what exactly do you mean by that? I find the beach, the white sand, mm -hmm. the blue water, sure. the turquoise water, get the sun. So I can just lay on the beach, let the sun hit my skin. Are you a strong then, swimmer? No. No? No. I kind of wade in the water mm -hmm. and I, I tread water and I dunk my head, but I, I love the water, but yeah, I'm not a strong swimmer. Are you a strong swimmer? I'm not a strong swimmer at all. Actually, Amanda's a very strong swimmer, but it sounds like you're a strong swimmer if you dunk your head and then you wade and you um, tread water. Is that a strong swimmer? I'm stronger than strong me. Swimmers, stronger uh, than me. Doing a couple of laps and being okay. Did you, not breathless. Did you ever take swimming lessons? Yeah, I had to. Okay. At uh, high school. Oh, in high school you did. It. Oh, you did. See, I... Totally hated it. I yeah. took swimming lessons, and the funny thing was, I never got past what they called polywogs. You know, when I was taking swimming lessons, they had categories, and it was like polywog, baby frog, um, what was the other one, like... Um, Little fish or so, something. So your parents actually put you in swimming lessons? Yes, they did. And I and I, one of the things I had to do to pass was I had to dive off a diving board. And I'm scared of heights, so I got to the edge of the diving board and I just couldn't do it. Are you? Have you ever dive, dove? Have you ever? Have you ever dove off a diving board? Is that the correct? Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's the correct. Okay. Ever dove off a diving board. Yeah, that sounds right. And have you? Yeah, but I don't like it. Oh, you don't? No, I'm do, I do those like hyperextended back arches and I flop into the water. Like cannonball? So I taught myself how to... <laughs> I taught myself how to dive. I was one of those kids that would sit at the edge of the pool mm -hmm. and plug their nose and then fall into the water that way. Sure. Did that for a little while and then I would graduate by... Um, not plugging my nose in and okay. still sitting at the edge of the water and plugging in and then getting up and plugging in my nose and then yeah so that, that so was graduated right. yeah I taught myself but the diving board never yeah I would always hyperextend and right. flop it's not easy it's not no, it's easy not, the diving easy. board is not easy and you know it's interesting because when you watch divers on the Olympics and stuff and especially synchronized divers. Have you ever seen synchronized? Beautiful. It's so beautiful. But, so beautiful, you know, yeah. the margin of error there is very small because one person's out of sync. And then sometimes you see them and they actually will do a flop. And I feel so bad for them because, you know, these are professionals who have trained and who can execute that. But on the day, something happens, right? Now, clearly, I'm no diving expert. But, you know, when you watch sports and you're like, all of a sudden you become an armchair expert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, totally. Did you see the whole, did you, did you watch the Olympics? I watched summer? a bit. Yeah. Wasn't what, it what's your favorite Olympic sport? I like the track. Okay. Well, you have a special reason to like the track, don't you? Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. So my daughter's brother mm -hmm. is Andre. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to be a little bit specific because some of our so, listeners are, are not Canadian, but would know so, would know Andre de Grasse. 
Andre de Grasse is the Canadian phenom. He um, won bronze in the 100. He won, I think, silver in the 200 and bronze in the relay. Mm -hmm. And this is his first Olympics. He's 21. And uh, we all are in love with him. He did so well. He was amazing. He was kind of... Canada's sweetheart because yeah, it was he him totally, and Us totally. Usain Bolt were like did you watch the way they were with each other like Usain Bolt did you see that caption of uh, there was a comic thing on Facebook with um, Batman and Robin mm -hmm. did you see that no I didn't but pl please tell Usain us Usain Bolt had um, the mask of Batman mm -hmm. and uh, Andre had the mask of uh, Robin mm -hmm. and so that moment when they were smiling at each right. other and it's it's like a, I don't I forget the caption, but it's a Batman and Robin. It was it's so hilarious, and it was beautiful. You know, what was beautiful about that moment or about watching them run was clearly skilled athletes, clearly people who have trained. But the beautiful moment was when the run was over, and the smiles they gave each other and the hugs they gave each other. Here's two competitors who also enjoy competing with each other and you don't always see that in sports oftentimes there's a rivalry in particular with track but how much more watchable was it when there's not when there's a camaraderie it's so much more more special or more entertaining without right? a doubt right? without like, a doubt it really brought a lot of people to watch i think those races because of that relationship well usain bolt i mean he's amazing of he's course like Spectacular, but right? that's but not that, that relationship, the way it developed, and the media, the way they coined it, bro, bromance, bromance, sure. Now, did you ever think that Andre would go on to become an Olympian and win medals for? It happened so fast, like we're, like we're all tell still me about, in shock. Tell me about it. Well, it just happened so fast. Next thing, like I, Andre has, um, he's been. He's been part of our family. He's come to birthday parties. Of course. And he's come to Dante's communion. Sure. Dante being your daughter. Yeah, sorry. Right, Dante's uh, my daughter. Um, and Alex, Dante's father, mm -hmm. that's the relationship. They have the same father. Of course. He basically said to me, hey, Andre is, uh, he's at UCLA. He got a scholarship for right. running. I'm like, oh, really? This he is started a running because he started running at 17. Right. And then he just was is, offered a scholarship to the little... University of California, like Southern California. Right. At 18 or 19, 18 he was. It was like a year after they scouted him. Isn't that kind of late to be running at 17? Probably, I, I would think you'd start running earlier than that. Well, most, most, most people. people have. That's why it's like just blowing people out of the water, right? Because like, who is this kid? Right. He hasn't done any major events or um, meets. And here he is at a university, University of Southern California, a right. scholarship, full scholarship. Amazing. And just gets progressively better and better. And and I'm and I was like Alex was telling me and letting, you know, just saying, Hey, he's doing this and um he just he came what was he, he came third in world championships a couple just before the Pan Am games sure. and then he went to the I'm like, What what's going on? It was, it was just one after the, the other, other after the other and we're just sitting there going, this is unbelievable. Now, let me ask you this. So when you're watching a sporting event, 
in particular the Olympics. One roots for an Olympian that represents their nation. And I know what that feels like because watching, whether it be the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics, you watch your countrymen compete and you hope that they do well and you watch with anticipation and when you know that they have a chance you watch with excitement and you cheer and you yell at the scream and you're joyous and that's just watching someone who's representing your country what's it like watching someone you know compete Marco, that's and that's a good question like what was you know that why? like because they almost threw up really almost, yeah i puked almost a couple of times really Honestly. just because you were yeah i couldn't handle it i was so nervous right Right? I was so nervous for Andre. Sure. Just uh, well during the Olympics, it mm-hmm. was the one hundreds, the the, um, the qualifying race. Mm-hmm. So it was the and qualifying that the had qualifying you. that got me like Ooh. really nervous. Yeah. Sure. Even though his times were really good, mm-hmm. and the you know the the likelihood of of him advancing uh, to the finals just based on his time was more probable than not. Sure. I you know anything could happen, right? Of course. You could lose a shoe. A- anything you you could slip ankle. you could trip you could you know um so i honestly i um both dante and i we were watching with you know the hands with over our eyes so and, kind of like masked then, with your hands in yeah, front of your face and i did i i got kind of sick okay. the first race i just got overly emotional right sure. it's just uh hoping and praying that mm-hmm. everything worked out okay right and then he did, and it was it was so exciting. Of course, just so exciting, um, like unbelievable. And he's he's pretty level headed. Well, he's, he's still level head. Like he's a level headed guy. Eh? Like it hasn't um, like made his head too big. Sure. Like you know, he's still really humble. He's he he really has become Canada's sweetheart after the Olympics. You have yeah. to admit, you know, yeah. the the whole nation just yeah. fell in love with yeah, him and he so does proud, seem so right? yeah he does seem so humble and lovely kind of like you Connie <laughs> humble and lovely um all right so going away from the olympics what sports were you or are you good at i love basketball oh really oh yeah basketball volleyball soccer but basketball and volleyball i love basketball so much that i manipulated Dante this is she your daughter? does not like sports okay. at all total she's a dancer okay but my heart's in sports okay. and so I've learned to I accept Dante it took me a while sure to accept the fact <laughs> that she's not that into she sports she does not like sports yeah. and that she's and she can run too but she just does not it's not her thing but I uh, Tell me what... manipulated her okay. into playing basketball mm-hmm. for one season. No, I did. I oh, did, and listen. I was even got. To, I was even coached. I coached uh, this girl's uh, basketball team. She was eleven, so it mm-hmm. wasn't too long ago. Sure. And I had a blast. She, on the other hand, she was just doing it because I negotiated a phone I think it was a phone you do this and you'll You'll get a phone phone. hey you know as parents we do what we can right what did you love about coaching a a basketball team it was a really really great experience actually it was girls Mm -hmm. first of all and uh, it was a house league right it was my only experience I haven't had experience since then so um, I was coming in as a volunteer sure and they needed 
volunteers. And I said, listen, it's been many years. I haven't played basketball. Mm-hmm. I've never coached. But they were desperate. And right. I was like, okay, I'll try. Okay. And the other beauty part of it is that, um, well, what helped me to, to do this was, you know, Dwight Drummond, who's the CBC anchor. Um, Dwight Drummond, no? Can I draw? Doesn't ring a bell. He's a CBC anchor. Well, good for him. For news. No, anyway, I'm sorry. so he, his I'm sure daughter, he's a, I'm sure he's a lovely awesome person. Guy, okay. Awesome guy. You know, he's, he's an awesome man. Sure. So his daughter was on the team as mm-hmm. well, and um, he... He basically said he would help when he was available. Because anyway, so it worked out. Sure. And what I loved was the energy, and it was fun. It's fun. Right. It's not so much the competitive part of it. it like the winning part is not important. Right. To me, but it's just the fun, dribbling the ball, shooting the ball. Sure. Watching um, the play out, watching the girls make a basket. And beaming with happiness. Watch some of the girls really improved throughout the season okay. as well. So I was watching that too, and and me learning basically how to put kids on and balance it out, and make sure everybody is happy, and make sure that everyone's getting the right floor time. And it was fun. It Would was you fun. say you got more good. out of it than some of the girls got out of it? No, who I were got actually more done? out of it than Dante. Okay, for darn sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what a lovely memory for her as she grows up to know that she had the experience. Or were you a tough coach on her? No. No, no. No. Easy, easy. But like I said, it wasn't really her thing. Like she was okay when she was there. I just hope, I hope it's a lovely memory. It sounds like it. It sounds like it's a lovely memory for you. So there you go. What brought you to basketball? What, what brought, like, tell me about the earliest memory you have about playing basketball. I had a schoolyard right across the street. My mm-hmm. parents didn't have money, so we, they weren't able to put us into swim lessons. Sure. Or not to say that your parents had money, because I listen. Sure I, they, I didn't get past poly walks, you know, so whether they had money yeah, or not, they didn't just, have to spend there, much. There on wasn't it. there wasn't any of that, right? It sure. was when I um, was young. It was parks and recreation that were part of the schoolyard, and. Um, so you had these leaders that would, in the summer, come with uh, basketballs and volleyballs, and they would organize uh, games. And I think I was like in grade six. I just started playing basketball and then volleyball, and became good at it, and sure. became better. And I would, I just played always. I just, I think I was natural, a natural at it, so I liked it. Okay. Because I was. I had the basic skill. And you're tall. You're not a short woman. No, I think I'm... Yeah, I'm a little... I'm five... I'm almost 5'8". Five Is that considered well, tall? Well, that's certainly not short. Nitty's yeah. like, I don't know, 5'2 or something. 5'3". I almost got it. She was uh, giving me... Either she, either she was giving me three fingers or she was showing me she was 5'3". <laughs> but so, anyways, you're, you're... Yeah, so I had the height. I guess a bit of the height. Mm-hmm. And... The determination, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I love sport. I think that was my, my way of. It gave me. It helped develop my confidence. Sure, it really did. Okay, and I think. Yeah, I had to put it in my head. I'm. What is it about sports that helps one with their confidence? Because a lot of people who are into sports find that they they develop confidence through it. What was that for you? I think that. 
I'm talking team sports. Sure. Right? Yeah. So when you're in a team sport, mm-hmm. you learn, like looking looking back, and definitely mm-hmm. you, you develop relationships sure. with your team members. Um, and you learn to play or you learn to negotiate and compromise within the team and build trust within the team. Um, but you also, I think for me, I was, I mastered some skills and it gave me the confidence. I felt strong. Sure. I felt capable mm-hmm. and I had fun. Right. So I think all, I think just, uh, the progression of getting stronger and, and getting better skilled helped with confidence. Of course. Right. And, I think that was it pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Love. Love basketball. See, it's volleyball. interesting. Yeah. I, I, I love volleyball. Yeah. I was going to ask you. But Connie, yeah. I can't play volleyball. And do you know why? Because I'm a hand model. You're a what? I'm a hand model. Did you know that I'm a hand model? It's such a... Oh, silly... a hand model. Yeah, yeah. A hand model. It's one of the funny things. It's one of the funny things that... Well, yeah, we'll often joke can about. I see your of course hands? you can. So oh, you got lovely hands. I know, isn't can it I funny? Touch them? Of course you can. Oh, they so, are nice and soft. so Connie's. My hands are a bit sweaty though. No, it's all good. So, I'm a hand model, and because of that, I can't play volleyball because it's very easy to break fingers when you play ball. Did you break? She's holding up her pinky. So yeah. tell me about that. I'm holding up my pinky. Mm-hmm. I can see it has a little bit of a bump here. It has a bit here. of a bump in the middle because mm-hmm. I broke it about three times. It's not a very pretty pinky, I have to say. You, you broke it three times. <laughs> well, I'm not a hand model. No, so I clearly, clearly, I can see. I can see that those are basketball but, playing hands. So tell me about your your pinky. So I would, yeah, I'd like a few times. Mm-hmm. Same injury, the ball landing straight on the pinky, mm-hmm. right directly on, right. and it and it broke the finger, the pinky, and I would tape the fingers mm-hmm. and continue playing. And the pinky, so easy to break. The sure. fingers are so easy to break. Of course. So it's a wise thing, Marco, that you didn't uh, play. I know. So now, so, so now I can't play a sport that I love, or I can, but then I lose possible work through injury. So it's kind of this, like, um, you know, double-edged sword. What to do? I love it. Do you model your feet too? No, or is it just it's, it's so interesting that you should ask that, Connie, because I once spoke to a, a body parts agent, so someone who looks at different body parts for um, to represent for print work or for film or for television and so i met with these agents and they were they saw my hands and they're like take off your shoes and your socks and i was like what and they're like just take off your shoes and your socks we need to see your feet so a little bit weird let's say Mm -hmm. right and they looked at my feet and they're like okay you can put your shoes back on and they're like nine out of ten times if you have nice hands you have nice feet oh that's interesting but you would think Mm -hmm. that i was a professional professional foot volleyball player because my toes are all twisted and 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 all over the place i'm wearing shoes right now so you can see i'll I'll show you i'll show you after but um no so i don't have great feet but they say people who have nice hands will also have nice feet and i don't so there you go so well Mm -hmm. yeah i guess my my feet look pretty much like my hands i would say Mm -hmm. well your pinky's not your your pinky on your toe is not broken smashed my toe at your cottage. Oh no. Last weekend. On what? So you have a mat, um, a shoe mat, sorry, mm-hmm. a shoe mat that's located right behind the couch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the gray shoe mat. Yes, Anyways, okay. So Tara smashed her toe and then so she moved it to the, um, the 
in front of your back door. Right. And then I smashed my toe. And I, it, like, totally smashed. And then right. we moved it again. And then Tara, we smashed her toe. It was, it was just... It's a toe-smashing mat. It's is what a toe-smashing you know. mat. Yeah. Anyway, so... There so you there you it. go. There you go. Well, listen, Connie, I just want to ask you a couple more things. And what I wanted to ask you from the start of the show is when you get to the beach, the fr- oh, sorry, when you get to an island, the first thing you do is the beach. Let me ask you this. What's the last thing you do before you leave that island or that piece of paradise? What is the last thing I do? Because we opened with what's the first thing before we leave. I need to know what's the last thing. I do make beach time. Again. Water. It's water. It's because mm-hmm. I love being by the water. So I, I, I make sure I have beach time. Mm-hmm. And then it depends on the time that we leave. But usually it's beach time and then more beach get time. ready. I bet you'd be a great water polo player. Have you ever played water polo? No, never. Because if you like basketball and you like uh, volleyball, that's it in the water. water. You need to do that. I'm sure there's some recreational uh, water polo. And then, you know what, your daughter can come and coach you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a nice full circle moment? Yeah. Connie and I, we're also talking motorcycles. We're both, we both have our motorcycle license now. Yeah, yeah, But you have a proper motorcycle. I had I just sold. Oh, you sold it. I just sold my bike. I'm going to get a new bike. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just sold it in June. Couldn't and what bike are you looking? It. What? Um, you know, I like the classic bikes, mm-hmm. the Nortons, which is not, um, not attainable. Okay. The Nortons, but the classic Honda, Hondas. You know the, the late seventies, early eighties style sure. bikes with the long seat. Mm-hmm. And the um, well, the different tank look, but just a very simple bike. Right. Way. I like Harley's, but I had one, and they're fine. They're mm-hmm. good. The motor, this it sounds, I it sounds fantastic. But right. I'm ready for something much more maneuverable from the city. Right. Harley's are not that easy to uh, maneuver. They're great for highway, but not for bouncing around in the city like your Vespa. There you go. You and I have to ride together oh, one day. That'd be so cool. Well, on that note, I'm going to thank you, Connie, for being a part of the Insomnia Project. And as always, we're produced by Drumcast Productions, and today we're recording in Toronto, Canada. <laughs>